Hello and good day to everyone listening. My name is Stevie. And I'm Beth, and you're listening to Let's Talk About Sex, hosted by your two favorite oversharers. Now, let's talk about sex. Real quick, before we get into it today, just a couple of uh, messages from our sponsors. Elm Coffee Roasters are open in Pioneer Square and South Lake Union for takeout and soon indoor seating. Order coffee and more at elmcoffeeroasters.com. And let's not forget the M. If you're looking for a place to live in the fall with student-friendly amenities, spectacular views, and that's walking distance to campus, check out the M Seattle. They're the only student living high-rise near UW, and they've recently dropped the rates on all their floor plans. Visit themseattle.com for more info. All right, Stevie, you want to talk about our embarrassing sex stories today? You know, it's good. It's always good to, like, talk about our embarrassing experiences because I think it's therapeutic in a way. I think getting it off your chest, getting it out there in the open, makes you feel a little bit better about these really awkward times you have. And honestly, looking back, they're more funny than they are not. You know, they in the in the moment, I get that they kind of sucked, but now looking back, they are something to, that's kind of fun to talk about. So I'm down. Oh, for sure. I feel like it's really cathartic to know that other people have experienced really embarrassing stuff, too. All right. Well, I have actually quite a few the more I think about it. And in most of them, honestly, I wasn't even having sex with the individual because I didn't get that far. Or maybe it was even just myself. But do you want me to go first, Beth? Yeah, talk to me. I've got so many I could talk all day. So you, you start me off so I know what I'm working with here. I just feel like your stories would be better. You know what they say, save the best for last. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't flatter me too much. <laughs> All right, okay. So I'll tell a few a few of mine quickly, but I think the first one I have to start with is the one that actually happened most recently. Okay. And that was, I think, a couple months ago. Don't remember the exact time, but I never actually had sex with this girl, but I met her off a of Bumble, right? Okay. And she was visiting from another city she lived in she wanted to hang out with um some guys in seattle but she didn't really have time and then we were talking and she was like hey you want to come over and hang out and i was like okay cool but the thing was she was staying with her family and so she didn't really have too much room to breathe so she and her family didn't feel comfortable with her like going out you know with like some random dude which understandable completely understandable but she was still kind of horny. Um, and so, you know, I go over to her place and we're talking and, you know, we're having a good time. We're really feeling each other. And to make the long story short, you know, we start fooling around. Uh, we're half naked, not completely naked, but half naked, you know, just uh, playing around with each other. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, but her entire family just comes out all at once while we're in my car in the driveway and looks at our half-naked bodies in my car. And I don't know. I don't remember what they were thinking. They just kind of looked at us. Um, I think their look said it all because at that point she was like, I got to go. And I was like, I fucking get it. I get it. Um, so I kind of looked away like trying to avoid eye contact with them because I was extremely uncomfortable she put her clothes on her family was like staring at us the whole time and eventually she just left and like you know we 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 still have our each other's contact she's not in Seattle anymore but that was a uh, pretty embarrassing just like even though I didn't know these people it was still humiliating to see this other family just staring at me with like 
their family member and like us being half naked you know that how many was, people were in her family there was only there was only three of them but still it was like it was her aunt her uncle and her cousin oh and i don't know why they came out i assume it had something to do with them being worried or something about her because i don't know why else they would have at that time like they i don't think they had any reason to i don't think they were going anywhere i mean maybe they were but yeah um oh and also yeah i had like um she really bruised my neck with like she got gave me a hickey um and so like and but it was very apparent and i think her family might have seen that too because they weren't it's not like they were far away from my car they were close enough that they were able to see quite a bit but that was one of them um, another one was, and this wasn't actually embarrassing for me, it was more embarrassing for the other person, but I, I had to say it because I couldn't continue with what we were doing. So, we, I was having sex with this girl, and she was great, I liked her a lot, but there was, like, this really bad smell, and it was really, I, I don't know what it was, but there was this really bad smell. And, you know, after we were done, like, after we both kind of, like, after we both came, you know, orgasmed or whatever... I went to the bathroom to kind of like just go to the bathroom real quick. And then I came back to the room and she wanted to do more, like have sex more. And then like I smelled, I smelled the smell again. Right. And she got into position for, for us to do doggy. And I couldn't like, I couldn't continue with what the smell was. Right. And I kind of did like a some quick investigating and I actually realized it was her you know what you know what it is. Oh jeez. And I she wanted to do more and I wanted to just continue but I honestly honest to god thought I was going to throw up. Oh no. Like it was and it wasn't it wasn't her fault or anything like you know like later we found out it was like she had what was it a a yeast infection? Oh yeah. And no and I understand like those can be common. Like that's nothing to be embarrassed about. And but I understand why she was embarrassed, but I couldn't I had to say something because first of all, I thought it was I actually thought it was the polite thing to do because you don't want to like let someone just continue with that. Like if I had something about me that was smelled bad, I would honestly want someone to tell me because I don't want to go around just having sex and then everything about me smells bad to someone. But it was like she I also, she also wanted to have sex, and I honestly couldn't have any more sex, um, and I just was straight up to her why, like, I, I couldn't bear the smell, it was, it was pretty bad. That actually happened one other time, when, like, I was with a girl, and I was going down on her, and I took, like, a quick smell of it before I did, this is, like, the third time I hooked up with this particular girl, and she, I, I was about to go down on her, but I just didn't i ended up not doing it i didn't say anything to this one um maybe because i didn't like her as much or something i don't know why i didn't or maybe there's another reason but it was just it was so bad i thought i was going to throw up this time too i was this close to actually running in my bathroom i was able to kind of hold it in but and it's not i don't think anyone should be embarrassed about this kind of stuff but it's definitely it was definitely something i wasn't able to handle the smell was awful and um I feel I feel bad that I wasn't able to, you know, f- completely satisfy these two individuals, but it was something that I wasn't able to deal with at the time, you know? Yeah. Um, since then, I've learned, like, you know, 
to be all to be not only honest but also to be careful with my honesty you know mm-hmm. and so those experiences taught me something but there is um one more experience i want to talk about really quickly and then i want to get to you wonderful before we hear your next little anecdote um another message from our sponsors Open since 2015, Elm Coffee Roasters is devoted to high-quality coffee that's easy to brew at home and a joy to drink. At their roastery and cafe in Pioneer Square, Seattle, Elm obsessively roasts small batches of coffee that they source with a focus on sustainable practices that lift up the whole supply chain and protect the future of the coffee plant. Elm's goal is to make a truly exceptional cup of coffee an experience you look forward to every day. Cafes in Pioneer Square and South Lake Union open now for takeout and soon dine-in service. Please use code PODCAST at elmcoffeeroasters.com for 15% off your next coffee order. Okay, talk to me. So this last one, it was probably one of the more embarrassing ones. And it was when I was like really young. This is when I was like still a virgin at like, I don't remember how old I was, but I think I was like 13, 14, maybe 15. Anyways, I was actually at my mom's house. And I didn't think anyone was home, right? And I've always been super, super, super careful about, like, you know, making sure no one ever walks in on me, especially family members, because I just, like, I I don't want them to be, like, like, under the impression that, like, I'm doing that. Or, like, I you know, obviously, like, it's an embarrassing thing, especially, like, with your family or whatnot. And I just have always been super careful about that, right? But there was this one time I was at my mom's, and I forget what was who I was thinking about or what I was masturbating to, but I just saw someone on TV and I was like, this is fucking hot. And I pulled down my pants and I'm just like, you know, cranking one out. And then, God damn, my mom's boyfriend at the time just walks out, sees what's going on, stops, stares at me. I stare at him. I pause what I'm doing. Like we're just paused for like what feels like forever, but it was like only really a second And then he walks out, and I'm just thinking, like, fuck, dude. I'm super embarrassed. Even though I'm super embarrassed, though, I finish. Oh, bro. I feel like like he's not going to come back in. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm too horny. I'm going to finish this real quick. Then I finish, and then I'm just, like, you know, chilling on the couch, watching TV. And he comes out, like, nothing happy. He's like, hey, Stevie, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm I'm doing fine. How are you? He's like, "I'm, I'm good. And... I wasn't fond of this boyfriend at all, right? I I did not like him. And I don't know if he liked me. I don't think he liked me either. But it's what it was. And, you know, it... (laughs) And then, like, you know, I thought that was the end of it. I was like, you know what? He probably won't say anything. But then, like, a couple days later, I'm just, like, chilling, watching TV in one of the rooms. And I hear my mom and my sister talking outside the door literally speak talking on me masturbating and i just feel fucking dead with embarrassment i'm like motherfucker like that motherfucking snitch i can't believe he told them that like i masturbated on the fucking couch oh it was it was awful it was dreadful dude screw that guy yeah i don't know i mean thankfully i don't i actually don't know where the fuck he is right now i i don't care to know but it's like uh, there, there, was, there was other reasons. That wasn't like really a reason I didn't like him, but I was like, I was, I was upset. I was like, fuck, dude. Um, it was definitely an embarrassing moment, and it's like, it's something that I think a lot of people go through. But you never like hearing your mom and your sister discussing 
while you're masturbating <laughs> to this random thing on TV. Like, well, this random woman woman on TV, you know? Yeah, jeez. Ooh. Anyways, I have said a mouthful. You know, I've talked about some of my more embarrassing experiences. Um, what I'm really curious to know, Beth, is your experiences. Because I know you're a heathen. In the best <laughs> way possible. In the best way possible, I mean that. So, please, Beth, tell me. What are your experiences? I'm going to start off a little easier and work my way into the really embarrassing ones um so one that just makes me cringe every time I think about it was my freshman year at prom um because I got invited by an upperclassman (laughs) I love this already we left the dance early to have sex Um, And it was going to be our first time together, and we were really excited, and it was really nice. But while we were off, you know, who knows where at the beach, um, apparently my mom went to, like, go pick us up because at the time neither one of us had a car. And we didn't realize that, like, what time it was. And so when we got back to the dance, one of the teachers had to be like, oh, Beth's mom was here. And we were like, shit. And I lived uh, pretty close by um, the the venue where prom was. So we like walked home and my mom was pissed. And she was like, this guy needs to go home right now. And I was crying because we had like plans to watch a movie after and still like hang out after prom was over. But he ended up having to leave right away. And so it was like both really nice to like have that moment together of like aloneness and firstness but then immediately after it was so so bad it was mortifying god oh yeah no there's nothing more cringy than like when in any way like with my story when the parents are involved you know yeah my heart goes out to you beth yeah it was not it that's not the only time that my mom has been a boner killer no offense mom love you uh, we... Does she listen to this? No, I doubt it. <laughs> uh, just oh, in case. You should, you should give her You should give her the podcast. You know, I'm sure she would love it. I think her head would fall right off her shoulders. Um, <laughs> yeah. Another time I was with my high school boyfriend and we hadn't seen each other in probably a month or two. We were like long distance after he'd graduated and I was still in high school And we were driving home from the football game and, you know, again, we're, we're teenagers. All we have is a car and my next door neighbor, um, this is really morbid, but had died. So there was no one that lived in that house. So we're like, okay, yeah, we'll, (laughs) we'll just park in her driveway and like fool around here. And apparently my other neighbor like saw that either that the car was moving or that there was a car in this like area where it said no trespassing and called the cops and they showed up while we were in the middle of the act not even like half dressed making out like straight up boning and I see like this flashlight shine and I'm like oh my god I'm so embarrassed and like I I, like throw on like as many clothes as I can I think I had a t-shirt and underwear on And my boyfriend put his underwear on and, like, went out to talk to the cop and let me stay in the car. But, God, it was awful. And he had to be like, yeah, her house is, like, right next door. Like, I'm so sorry. 
And uh, I think the cop went with us to my house and explained to my parents what had happened. Thankfully, I had been with this guy for like a year and a half at that time. So, you know, my parents weren't mad at him or anything, but it was still just so embarrassing. And I cried. I cried in front of the cop and my parents and my boyfriend because I was just so traumatized. Yeah. Oh, damn. Not fun times. I do not like getting the police involved in my sexual life. (laughs) For some people, that's a kink, I guess. Oh, I mean, hard pass. There's a previous episode on that, but like. I've always been more of a firefighter gal. Firefight. Mm firefighters you know i'm not i'm not into like i'm not into dudes but i don't know a dude in a firefighter like outfit i gotta say you can be turned i could be turned you know (laughs) i don't know i don't know who's to say who's who's to say really but no it's it's interesting um i actually thought you were going to say we went into the house like, I thought you were going to, like, go into the house where the neighbor died, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am not You're about that to be sacrilegious. Like, ha- I was like, she's about to be haunted for the rest of her life because she boned in the ghost house. Dude, my neighbor was really cool, too. Like, she would always buy Girl Scout cookies from me. I wouldn't do her dirty like that. She's cheering you on while you're, like, boning? I hope so. She's like, get it, Beth. Oh, my God. All right, what else you got? What else you got? Oh, this is... Like, the worst one, probably, of my entire life. Um, So, again, I was with a different high school boyfriend, and we were in a parking lot. I'm trying to put together the details. This was many, many years ago. And we hadn't, like, started actually having sex yet. We were just kind of, like, at the point in our relationship where we would do oral or we would, like do hand stuff sometimes and so I was how did it happen because it was like a very specific instance that made everything embarrassing okay yeah so I was like sitting on his lap and he was fingering me and nice I know great very graphic um but it was like probably one of my first times ever being like touched for that long And, you know, it was nice and it was fun and we finished up and we were like, okay, like we're both hungry. Let's go to the store and get a snack. And uh, he lent me his sweater because it was cold and we went into the grocery store and he looked at me and he was like, Bethy, you have blood on my sweater. And I was like, what? And I looked at myself and then I looked at him and he also had blood on his pants. And I know that it doesn't work this way for every girl, But he popped my cherry and I bled. I was not on my period. It was virgin blood. And so we were already in the store at the point where we had like realized this. And thankfully I live in a really small town or I did live in a really small town. So we could just kind of like walk around the very back perimeter of the store and exit out the other side through the door and go back to his truck. But if anyone had seen us, I would have, oh my God, I would have died yeah it was not the move and then he had to (laughs) he had to like wash the sweater right and yeah he was the kind of guy who i'm pretty sure like his mom did his laundry so he like had to sneak around and put in his own load without her noticing and i think she found it anyway and she was like 
son, what is this? And he had to be like, uh, I got a cut on my hand. (laughs) Wow. Wow. You know, first of all, terrible lie. I mean, I feel like I'm not a good liar, but I feel like I could definitely come up with something better than like a cut on my hand. Especially when you don't have a cut on your hand, so you probably have to show it, I'm assuming. I couldn't tell you what exactly he said. That's that's what I remember to the best of my ability, considering this was, God, like six years ago. Wow. You know, I've noticed a common theme with, theme with you, Beth. First of all, there's always a parent involved. Second, um, it's always in a relationship. I mean, mine have never, like, I've never really been in a relationship long enough, I guess. But mine have always been kind of like, you know, more hookup-ish, you know? Or in the one case... There, it was by myself. Um, wow. Your stories. I love your stories, Beth. You have a gift for s- telling stories about your sexual experiences. And oh, thank I, you. Oh, wow. So since those experiences have happened, did you learn anything from them? Yes. I try now to have sex as far away from my parents as humanly possible. Um... I used to have a lot of sex outdoors and got caught a number of times doing that, so I've been doing that less lately. However, I just got some crotchless panties, so hopefully this summer we'll have a little outside sex happening, preferably in some more secluded areas than I used to hang out at. Okay. What have I learned? Um, You know, if you're with the right person, because I am a serial monogamist, I've been in Oh my god, I've been in like five, six month relationships at this point, six month plus, and then like two, two year relationships. So yeah, I would say like through those experiences, the, there have been embarrassing moments in all of those relationships, right? But the relationships with the least amount of embarrassing moments were the ones where I trusted the person the most. So, you know, if you're, if something's happening that's completely out of either of your control and, like, you and that person are just, like, homies that, like, know it's going to be okay, I would say that's a lot better than, like, being with someone who might freak out or might not be able to take it lightheartedly, you know, because you can't control, like, being walked in on by a homeless guy. Like, it just happens and you got to laugh it off. Yeah, I get that. In the two experiences where, like, the one where I was caught with the girl and her family, um, well, with, with the girl's family, or the other time I told the person about the smell that I couldn't bear, you know, it was a lot different because I wasn't, like, as familiar with these people, and it was, like, more, I feel like it was more embarrassing and more of a, more of a, like, strenuous sort of experience because these people were and I weren't like very close like we kind of knew each other we might have talked a little bit but yeah we weren't like partners we weren't serious or anything you know yeah so I I definitely get that and that that what you just said actually did teach me a little bit about that you know and Um, In my experience, and I think from both of our experiences, you know, I think we can take away the fact that, like, you know, while these experiences suck in the moment, they, looking back, they're kind of fun stories, and they're not the worst thing. You know, we didn't 
we're still here. We're thriving. We're not in any way, shape, or form, like, in a bad situation because of it. Nobody died. Nobody got pregnant. Yeah, nobody... Nobody's in jail or anything of the sort, I think. And, you know, we've learned a bit from it. And I feel, feel like going through those experiences really taught us something. So I'm glad that we both have, you know, had these experiences. You especially. Your experiences were definitely a lot more... Um, out there than I would say mine were, but I did enjoy listening to your experiences. Thank you. Thank you. Can I throw in a bonus for anybody that's listened this far? Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh my God. Did I ever tell you about the, (laughs) about the guy who, um, told me I had a nice jacket? No, I don't think you did. Oh my God. This is probably like the cherry on top of everything. And I just remembered it or I would have mentioned it earlier. Um, I would say it was more embarrassing for him than for me, but also he was just, like, so ballsy that I don't even think he was embarrassed. Anyway, so I was fratting it up. I was frat partying in Eugene. I was out of town, Eugene, Oregon. Okay, U of O? Yeah, and this guy, like, I was looking to, like, get laid because my grandma had just died and I needed to, like, you know, (laughs) bust a nut for Nana. Bust a nut for Nana. (laughs) Nana I'm busting one for you yes straight up I needed to just like honor her memory that night and I also was really sad and just like needed some you know relief okay but uh yeah I love my Nana anyway so I was like at this party just looking for someone who would bone me and this guy tells me he likes my motorcycle jacket and I'm like okay we're gonna have sex and he takes me back to his dorm and kicks out his roommate and all that is fine and cool and I realized, and I guess it was embarrassing for me as well. I realized I'm on my period. And I'm like, hey, guy, I just wanted to let you know. I just remembered, like, I am on my period. So if you don't want to do anything, that's totally cool. I'm super sorry. Like, I didn't realize till now. And he opens up his wardrobe and, like, full, like, uh, what's the word for it? When you, like, like how matadors do, he, like, flourishes this towel. He's like, what do you think oh. I have this red towel for? Dude was prepared. Holy Dude was shit. Straight up prepared. Honestly, man had game. Like he's been with everything within a 50-mile radius. Yeah. Anyway, so that all happens and I'm just floored. I'm shocked. This guy can't be real. And we're getting into things and things are fine and chill and he goes, "Do you mind if I suck your toes?" Just like out of nowhere. And I'd never done that before and have not done it many times since. But like, just because he had the audacity to ask, I was like, sure, go ahead. And so he did that. And I was like, this is fine. You know, this doesn't really do anything for me, but I'm glad he's enjoying himself. (laughs) And uh, yeah, you know, we finished our little rendezvous together and I went on my merry way and oh and then and then on top of everything he like asked if he could give me a facial like okay. c- come on my face right and wow i was okay. meeting up with my friend at denny's after and my eye was super red from this encounter and i had to just be like straight up like what's up todd halcom like i have come in my eye todd's just like an old friend from high school but uh yeah, yeah. That's my story. That's me and the guy from Eugene who was just so unbelievably brave. What a hero. I think what he deserves a, a medal of honor. <laughs> Yo, I've learned well, I've learned a lesson from that man. First of all, I'm going to go get a red towel now. 
<laughs> just just for those experiences, you know. I could have used one in the past. I've always just used a regular, like, non-red towel, but... I think you will definitely be memorable. You will definitely be memorable to a girl if you pull out a red towel and you're like, oh, why do you think I have this? <laughs> you know... And that's all I want. I just want to be remembered. <laughs> that's yeah. my purpose in life, is just to be remembered by as many people as possible. Oh, um, no, okay. Beth, I have loved your stories of, and words of wisdom, really. I think you've taught my, not only the people listening, but myself a lot this episode. I'm glad. And I'm glad. No, I'm, I was happy to hear your embarrassing stories. And, you know, I think we've, I think not only the two of us, but other people, you know, are very accustomed to these embarrassing sex stories and there's something to be learned from them. So thank you, Beth. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you to everyone listening. Thank you to the people that I have had sex with in the past for giving me all these wonderful stories, especially Red Towel Guy. You're a legend. Yes. And thank actually, thank you to all the girls that I've been with as well that have given me these stories. Um, thank you thank you to everyone i've been with as well all right and thank you for listening every everyone my name is stevie my name's beth and have a grand old sexy embarrassing week